Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. This is Kylie Miller here, and today I'm joined with Dennis Burns. Say hi, Dennis. Hello. Hey. Um, Mr. R.L. Frazier. Hey, I'm in Lake Providence today. <laughs> and Dr. Stephen Harrison. Um, so we're going to get started with interviewing Mr. Harrison. Mr. Harrison, you are in Winsboro right now, currently, right? I am. This is my home away from home. I have spent uh, many nights in a hunting camp near the station since last March. Uh, we're up there planting wheat research plots. Uh, we've we will put in about 4,000 wheat plots and 1,000 oat plots and a bunch of seed increases by sometime Thursday. Okay. All well, y'all got to... All... Go ahead. I was going to say that th this is part of the LSU Ag Center Wheat and Oat Breeding Program, uh, which is, is largely based at the Bacon Ridge Research Station. We have excellent help here, excellent facilities, and an excellent climate for growing wheat. You've got a busy week ahead of you. It seems like this week's going to be a good week for wheat planting. I know that um, we've had a lot of interest in our area, I guess, in the Northeast region. I know, Dennis, you've had some people too in Sensal, and I don't know about you, Mr. Ariel, but um, I know there were some guys today um, spraying some ground, getting ready to plant some wheat. I don't know if they were going to be able to get it in this week or not, but that was the plan. Um, Let's begin by talking about wheat varieties. Um, I know you had sent out um, kind of a cheat sheet, if you will, on varieties that were good for the region. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I wish I had a copy of that cheat sheet, but yes. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are a number of varieties that are well adapted to North Louisiana. It's easier to find a wheat variety that works in North Louisiana than in South Louisiana. The thing that you want to pay attention to when choosing wheat varieties is heading date. There's some of those varieties such as uh, AGS 3040 or USG 3640 that are fairly early that need to be planted a little on the late side. There are other varieties such as Progeny Bullet or uh, Delta Grow 9701 uh, that need to be planted early because they are later heading varieties. So you plant early varieties late and you plant late varieties early. And if you're trying to double crop, you want to kind of hedge your bets and plant a little on the earlier side of the optimum window with maybe a, a medium heading date variety. What would be your latest date on planting wheat up here in Northeast Louisiana? In North Louisiana, I would say that this week, the first week of November, is the ideal planting window. Mm -hmm. And you could start planting as early as about October 20th, no earlier than that. And you can go all the way into at least the first week of December. As you get into December, you start losing yield potential and, and you would not want to plant at Christmas time. So December 10th is probably a good cutoff. Okay. Yeah, we're going to probably get that question a lot towards around December. But um, let's let's also talk about some uh, seeding rates. Um, I'm sure that's kind of variety or ground specific. Do you have any advice for growers up in this area? 
Well, in general, what you want is between 24 and 36 plants per square foot. And the seeding rate is going to vary quite a bit depending on seed size, uh, anywhere from probably 60 pounds to 100 pounds drilled, depending on seed size. And then if you're going to broadcast where you, you get a little less uh, emergence, a little poor stand, you probably want to up that to 90 to 130 pounds broadcast and, and try to cover it lightly. Well, Dennis had a good question earlier about fertilizing. Um, um, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. It was starter, you know. Yeah, you know, they, that's it. We put, we put starter on corn, you know, and just, you know, we fertilize a lot. Well, and there's some residual out there, we know. But um, what about a, some starter fertilize on wheat? Is this yes or no or doesn't make any difference? Well, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It does make a difference, but it depends a lot on how, mainly on how much nitrogen is in the ground. If you're following soybeans, uh, you probably don't need to put any nitrogen out. If you're not following soybeans, you may think about DAP, for example. Um, I generally do not, other than P and K and sulfur, fertilize wheat pre-plant unless it's following a crop where there's going to be a nitrogen deficiency. If you're following a sorghum crop, then you definitely need to put some nitrogen out in the fall. What I really like to do with wheat is look at it in December or early January and just gauge what kind of shape it's in in terms of color. Does it need nitrogen or is it well tillered and have good color? If it's well tillered and has good color in early January, then wait and put out your top dress in mid to late February. But if it's yellow, if it's not tillering well, if it looks like it's hungry, then go ahead and put out you know, 30, 40 units of nitrogen middle of January and give it a jump start. Okay, I got a follow-up question. And it's been kind of rule of thumb, I guess, for the people when we were growing wheat. Um, that first shot that goes out, the first shot of fertilizer you put out on wheat traditionally has been ammonia sulfate and maybe add a little bit more a little urea to it to get you about 30 pounds of nitrogen and say 20 pounds of sulfur if you want yeah. to put out some fertilizer in january if it was a little weak would you go ahead and just put a shot of ammonia sulfate on it no i i even at that time i would put a, a blend of ammonium sulfate with urea or, or some other pure nitrogen source and I would probably bump the rate up from 30 to, to 40 pounds. Okay. Nitrogen. Go ahead and make it tiller out more, encourage tillering that type. Make, make it tiller out more and get it jump started and, and then that gives you the option of holding off on your next shot for you know four or five weeks and, and see where the crop is and see where prices are at that time. Okay. You may want to go with a little additional nitrogen on your second shot if, if it's look if the crop looks good and prices look good, you may want to shoot for for maximum yield potential. Okay. I have a question for you real quick. I'm gonna back up to the wheat varieties. I just pulled up your um 
your um I guess I'm gonna call it cheat sheet because that's all I know to call it for your varieties. Is it okay if we put that out uh, that information out to everybody? Um, I know we probably it out and get that in some people's hands because I know that um, I'd like when I talk to the co-op here they're having a hard time finding finding seed to plant yeah. this year. There, um, there's tremendous demand for wheat seed this year and there is a shortage and so unfortunately growers are, are to some extent stuck with what they can find but yes you, you can put that out okay uh, do me a favor and, and delete the comment about these four varieties are the same okay <laughs> i'm not supposed to know that okay <laughs> i can handle that but yeah we're going to get that out in listeners hands that way that you know they can have that information because i'm reading over it and i think it's pretty Pretty interesting. And if, if you would like a uh, if you would like a word copy of it, I think I can find one and email it to you so you can delete that comment easily. Okay. All right. That'll work for me. But um, but I think we're gonna see a few acres of wheat here in Concordia Parish. I don't know about y'all, but there's three. I think two or three guys looking to plant in I our area. So. I haven't seen or heard of anybody up up my way. Everybody still just doing field work in general we i've got people i'm sorry i've got people started three weeks ago looking for wheat seed you know what can i get what can i get and uh they're very interested i mean now i don't and i don't know what at one time i think pine you could get a pioneer one or two pioneers and that was there wasn't much other choice than that Uh, and of course they were good pioneers according to the trials but that was that was kind of all you had a choice of and i don't know how much seed there was of them well there's there's quite a few varieties available but there's just not much seed of them uh the the seedsmen like growers have been burned the last couple of years with, with bad weather at harvest and that is that that and low prices has convince the seedsman not to produce, not to have as much seed on hand. Uh, what I think what we're hoping for at this point is that it gets a little late in in Arkansas, for example, to plant and that it frees up some seed that we can plant here. Let me, we talked about, let me jump back. I'm going to be like Kylie. I'm going to jump backwards here just a second. We're talking about broadcasting and stuff. People all used to broadcast and disc it in. But I've seen a couple of years ago, some guys were planting, uh, this was actually some cover crops and they planted and they ran a vertical till. And to be honest, when it, when you looked at it and he had some drilled seed too, the vertical till actually looked as good, if not better than the drill seed. I mean, it was very uniform. He only ran it about an inch deep and that might've just been it you know the way it was but uh, the conditions at the time but it was i was really surprised as to how well it it did uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 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 key thing with, with planting wheat is is getting uniform seed coverage and getting a uniform stand um, and and sometimes when you disc when you broadcast and then try to disc it in you cover it too deep you get a very non-uniform emergence and you may have emergence over a, a month long period where the stuff that was real shallow comes up in five days and the stuff that was buried two or three inches 
if it comes up at all, maybe a month late, and, and that gives you sort of an uneven maturity. Okay, well, that was, I, I guess that's what, I mean, it it looked like a nice, pretty green carpet out through there when he got, when it came up, and it all came up at the same time, so, but here again, he well, was running vertical till, you know. Right, right now, we have absolutely perfect conditions in Louisiana for planting, so that it should be very easy to get good stands right now. Okay, well, that's good, because we've got, like I say, we've got people planting it and people looking to plant it, getting ready to. So. Yeah, looking to it for sure. Um, well, Dr. Harrison, that's all the questions I have, unless Mr. Dennis or Ariel has anything new. I know you're you're in the middle of a busy planting week, so we don't want to hold you too long, but we really do appreciate your time um, and joining us here uh, on the podcast and sharing that information with us. Y'all have any more questions? My, my pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and absolutely feel free to call me at any time. Okay. Well, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Everybody have a good one. Thanks. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Harrison. We appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing that information with us. And as always, you're welcome anytime. All right. Now we're just going to discuss. Um, so what's going on in each of our parishes? Um, we'll start. We'll start at the north end with you, Mr. Ariel Frazier. What's what's right, going right. on up there? I get to be first for a change. <laughs> <laughs> so far uh, away. Got some dry weather, you know, mm -hmm. good weather. Uh, seeing, uh, I actually was able to make it to Lake Providence, East Carroll Parish area today. Been down in Madison for the last few weeks. Uh, still doing some field work. Uh, see a few beans and a few little cotton here and there, but I think they've been abandoned. You know, this late into it, I think. For whatever reason, they they were left for wildlife or just wasn't enough to worry with going back and getting. Uh, everything mm -hmm. that you see is uh, just field work. Uh, seeing a lot of fall burn down or fall uh, applications of herbicides trying to hold back some ryegrass didn't be a real problem. Uh, Everybody's seems to be a little bit more upbeat than they were earlier in the year. I think this, you know, the resurgence of prices has kind of got them excited a little bit. Uh, of course, then you know you always run into that one that's got its negative side to everything. He had booked beans a couple of weeks ago when they got up above nine. He waited another week till they got to ten. So whatever never happened but it's it's good everybody's looking good did talk to a guy yesterday uh he's looking at cutting corn acreage down bean acreage down increasing cotton and row rice he loved it jumped into it this year with big acreage and loved it mm -hmm. that's that is the number one thing I think we'll have. Uh, what did I hear? 30,000 acres of row rice in northeast Louisiana this year? Yep. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Yep. I think it went 15 to 30. Yeah, and it's going to be more. I think it'll be more than that next year. People are. Yeah. I think row rice is 
has opened up that 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 market not not the market but just the the flexibility of it to make it more attractive especially on some of this old heavy land we got up here mm -hmm. it gives us another choice mm -hmm. yeah uh, and speaking of heavy land surprisingly the price going up um i hadn't heard anybody jumping out there saying they wanted to go plant milo but the few people the few little fields that i know of there were they got a good price for it they made a pretty good yield and got a good price for it yeah um so it uh, that was a plus yeah yeah the milo that i've seen the guys that have grown it they usually have the capacity to hold it because they mm -hmm. usually want a January, February delivery on it, but they're they're holding it for them and being paid storage. So that's so that helps too. Yeah. Well, you if they're selling the feed mills, aren't they? Yeah. Or either holding it for January delivery, going to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Or somewhere south anyway. I just I said Mexico, but it it catches a rail car and goes south. Yeah. Well, is it my turn talking about Tinsong then? If you want it to be. <laughs> well, I'm coming south. Yeah, we might as well travel down the river. Yeah. Come right on down the river. Tinsong Parish <laughs> have good crop. Cotton was cotton was real good cotton crop. Uh, beans are going to be a little better than normal, uh, than average. Um, oddly had several fields and maybe had to do with planting day beans were pretty beans i mean they were waist high they loaded from the ground up all the way but the seed size was small i mean they still cut pretty good but you went out there expecting to you know cut in these high 70s the 80s just really excited about it i mean they still cut in the 60s maybe some of them in the 70s but it was somewhat of a little bit of a disappointment and that way it was and i don't know whether it was just one particular planting window that did that but uh, i know of several fields that it showed up like that uh, but overall everybody was very pleased with the beans a little better than normal corn's going to end up about normal uh, we had you know, everybody had a really good field and a weak field. There was nobody that just was outstanding, I don't think, that I've heard say, just all the way across the board. It was it was a mixed, but it's still gonna be average or you know, it maybe a hair better, not not a lot. It's just called it average. Uh, but it's uh it was an interesting year. Yeah, I'll say um down here we still have a fair amount of cotton left in the field. Um did some flying this weekend over over both Catalina and Concordia came across there's a lot of cotton left to pick um I guess we'll have some yield loss from some of the hurricanes because that's going to be a lot later cotton than the rest of the parishes but um I guess we'll see where it falls um bean yields were good corn I would agree was about average as you know last year's but everybody here is trying to get field work done Concordia was wet we caught Oh, was that last week? Maybe, probably. I think so. We caught like almost three inches. It was we caught mm -hmm. a good rain. Catahoula was they they were doing some field work, um, so they didn't catch near near as much rain as we did. But 
Um, but we were wet over here all weekend and fortunate enough to got some sunshine and some wind to dry things down. Um, cause I saw some sprayers running this morning on my way to work and I guess everyone's getting back in the field this week over here. So, but that's what's going on south, south of y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy time and, and looking at the weather, we're going to have what, at least halfway through next week, maybe toward the end of next week before another I, chance of rain. Yeah. I yeah. just looked at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we can roll across a lot of ground in a hurry. Yeah, That's give us easy. give us a week and it'll look a lot different, um, and in a good way. So, um, oh, I got Kylie. Got yeah. Peanuts. Oh, go ahead. We done good. Uh, really, really good yields. Uh, guys were really happy with to the point that they're they're wanting to expand some more this year, this coming year, if they can find the the acreage or the ground. Uh, mm -hmm. They are. It's a specialty crop, specialty equipment. You know, needed to work it. So, but mm -hmm. yeah, special ground. But it's it's working good for them. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, our weekly hurricanes start to make me nervous <laughs> when we when we're talking about that crop for sure. But you it, need to be, need to be in the peanut business, Kyle. Uh, Y'all got, got a bunch of that special ground, you know, that you just throw and it just makes, you know. Gotta, I got to find a, don't you got to have a good place to sell that stuff at? <laughs> In Arkansas, don't you carry it to Arkansas? Yeah, they're carrying it up to around Jonesboro, Arkansas to a co-op that they're a, a member of. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you might could go to Hattiesburg. It might be yeah. closer to go to Hattiesburg down in that area. Probably so. I don't know. We need a chicken house for this corn. <laughs> we need somebody. We need somebody to buy this corn. <laughs> well, that's what uh, the. That's what that you know they've been talking about the with the chicken house with the feed mills and productions ramping up for I guess for the chicken house they're ramping back up and I don't think my understanding is we Northeast Louisiana either just barely or can't supply all the corn they need for their feed mills, you know? Well, I understand, especially what was, we were in a meeting the other day, Dennis, and somebody made mention that something about a new uh, facility or something, mm -hmm. all the corn yeah. growing in North Louisiana wouldn't feed them but like three months or something. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, it was. Um, my, my, my time frame may be off a little bit, but it was just, we only touched the surface of what they needed. Yes. And um, and they built um, a whole bunch more houses are going in, you know, up in those that uh, Union Parish up in through there. So, wow. Uh, so evidently the chicken business is good. Well, that's good for us here. So. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, one other thing. Let me jump back on row rice just a second. Sure. And for people out there that are considering or have planted it, um, we had some people last year in 2019 and then again in 2020, they used a, a roller with, with like uh, a roller groover. It may have had some iron welded on it in, in uh, 38 to 76 inch 
bands around and made grooves. And they were planting row rice flat and then running this groover afterwards. And it actually, uh, what the demo I had, I had a demo with a producer and he, he did his like this. He had it, had got his ground ready last fall, but it was still flat and he didn't get a chance to roll it up. And so he just planted it flat, ran this over, worked really well. He actually got a better stand than he's had in the last couple of years, uh, much more uniform. So, uh, interesting, uh, tool, um, and on our heavy land, it, it does a good job because we're going to roll it after anyway. So makes it a nice groove underwater. So. When you said that, I had a producer this year went in there after he got through with his rice harvest because he'd made the mistake of planting it flat. And the same mistake you and I made on the station, going to use the tire track to lead his water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had the same results we did. Yeah. What he, he ended up doing, uh, he, he had a, already had a roller buster mm-hmm. called, or a hipper roller, and he, he, he took every other uh, plow off, and then he went through and laid it out in, you know, 78-inch beds, 76-inch beds with that uh, roller hipper. Mm-hmm. Just as good as the uh, the Groover. Yeah, well, I don't doubt it. it uh, you know, either one of them, and you know, we planted ours after we managed to kill the first planting, and then we replanted um, here on the station the fertigation trial, and we took the little furrow plow and just plowed some furrows to water, and yeah, and we had rice coming up in the furrows. I mean, it yeah. it wasn't. I mean, it worked really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the reason I mentioned this this roller buster thing is, fact, you know, some folks may already have that sitting there instead of yeah. having to invest in a new piece of equipment. This seems to be working just as well. Mm-hmm. You that that cold, you know, that that roller effect, the packing, and plowing a small trench. Now I think they did end up changing out the plow points on it to mm-hmm. make better groove versus the the ones they had. Well, it uh, it was. Well, I had I got one of your producers from Madison. He comes into Tensile, and he planted 300-something acres of rice, and he planted it at an angle, and then he ran the groover, the roller groover, he ran it straight where the water would flow, and it uh, he got a real good stain. Yeah. Uh, worked well. He cut some good rice, too. So. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of anybody cutting less than 180 bushels this year. It's it's it was a good rice. It was a good bro rice is is becoming another alternative for us on our heavy land, and it's it's a good alternative. Mm-hmm. So, oh well, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I have too, unless Mr. R.L. has something he wants to say. No, no. Just, <laughs> all I'm thinking about is is Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it'll be here before we know it, and Mr. Dennis will have another grandbaby about Thanksgiving too, won't he? Uh, Monday before. All Monday right. Before. All right. <laughs> well, well guys, go ahead. I told my my daughter the one's going to have the baby. She's got an 18 month old, and we were at a basketball game and the other night, and she coaches, and we were there at the ball game, and the little 18 month old running around. And, 
when when everything was all the basketball game was over, I told I told her I said uh, we're gonna need a babysitter for her. I said she's wearing us out, you know, because <laughs> she didn't from the time we got there till the ball game was over, she didn't stop running up no. and down bleachers everywhere in your life. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's why young. That's why y'all young people have babies. So that's it. I mean, well, you're in that, I mean, you're running around, Kylie. You're, you're, you're she's about old. to turn one. She turns one next week. Oh, we're gonna have a big birthday party. Not with COVID, but we'll try. We'll do something. So, but at least with family and every, everything. So, but. Yeah. But yeah, she'll get she'll have a big party. So at least that's what she'll think anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she'll have cake and ice cream. That's uh, she'll have plenty of cake and ice cream. So <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um I guess we'll close here today and and uh we appreciate y'all listening and if anybody has any questions, um reach out to us. Y'all know where to find us. All right. Thanks. All right. See y'all later. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local Extension office.